What's up? I'm Jess Grace Garcia. I am a music producer, filmmaker, worship pastor. And on my second date with my wife, I was apparently a huge flirt because that's just kind of who I am. And (laughs) (laughs) and my wife called it out on our second date and said, do you flirt with everything that moves? (laughs) And I said, yeah, that's kind of what you're in for. And she was like, okay, I just needed to... I just needed that clarity. (laughs) And obviously she was okay with it and stuck around because now she's my wife. So it worked out. (laughs) And you are? I'm Jack Bates, drag queen, theologian, comedian. And sometimes Christian women talk about wanting to be a Proverbs 31 woman. I want to be a Proverbs 22 woman. The mouth of a loose woman is a deep pit. Oh, damn. (laughs) Got turned on right off the bat. Let's go. Let's do this. How deep, you ask? (laughs) Guess you'll have to find out. (laughs) How do you always manage to take it to the next level? (laughs) Ah, I am envious of that skill. God made me smart. I used it to be gross. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. And that's why we're best friends. Anyway, <laughs> I love that so much. So this week we're talking about flirting and seduction. I am totally into this topic. Yeah. In our foreplay episode, we promised our listeners that we would go here. And so after edging them for a while, we thought we would finally get them there. Get them to the top of that mountain. (laughs) In just Jack and Jess style, you know, that's exactly what we would do. All right. So where do we want to start in talking about flirting and seduction? I naturally want to go like all nerdy and like analysis and Enneagram five. So that's part of the energy that I'm going to bring to the table. (laughs) (laughs) Like there are a few different kinds of seduction or flirting it seems to me like we could divide them by the senses that they use Mm. like i'm naturally going to think about like oh what would you say to flirt with somebody or try to seduce them but that's only part of it like i'm more of a doer oh yeah yeah so like like touch right and i mean scent comes into it I'm um, super auditory. Oh, so yeah. I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. And also like sight, like yeah. how do you dress? How do you move your body when you're trying to flirt with mm. or seduce someone? Mm-hmm. So there's some categories to play with. What are your thoughts about flirting and seduction? My thoughts on flirting and seduction are that I kind of think I'm pretty good at it. That's where my my head goes, first of all. And I think it has a lot to do with my extroverted personality. Like it plays Mm -hmm. into more than just my romantic relationships. It plays into my friendships all the time. Like I love to flirt with people and make them feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like I like for people to blush and be a bit 
embarrassed at me referencing to how great their ass looks in those <laughs> jeans, but they're like, they're like, thank you. And it makes them feel really good. And I like making mm-hmm. people feel really good. So I love to flirt with anything that moves. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I think my, um, my skill set in that definitely translates into how well I tease and flirt and seduce um, romantically. So if some of our listeners or like other people in the room, hypothetically, <laughs> might not feel super confident about their like flirting and sedu- seduction game, what would you tell them that could help them up their game a little bit? I think I'll reference back to our queer confidence episode and mm. talk about the fact that confidence is one of the sexiest things ever. And I think when you can display confidence in your communication with the person or persons that you're interested in engaging with, that's the biggest move. Cockiness is different. Um, Cockiness can make you feel like a little weird and like the subject of someone's desire as opposed to feeling like you're a part of a conversation. Mm. Um, And I think when... One of the one of the first moves I had a um, I was at a conference one time and I had this really sweet bi guy say to me, like, I don't really know how to flirt. Like, I'm not really sure how to what's the first move? Like, what do I do? And as I was talking to him, I scooted a little closer to him. I put my arm around behind him while listening and keeping eye contact. Mm -hmm. I lightly touched his knee. And when he didn't repel from that feeling, I um, I touched his arm with my hand and held it there a little bit longer, and um, and then and I smiled, and I, um, without any words yet, uh, that were telling him that I was interested, um, finished. And then uh, after engaging with him, I said, "How do you feel right now?" And he said, "I feel really important." And I feel really special. I said, did you notice me touching your leg? Did you notice my engagement with you? He said, yeah. Um, it made me feel like I was the only person in this room of like 20 people who we're all talking to right now. Like I felt like I was the subject of your attention and that felt really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt, I didn't feel uncomfortable. And I said, and that's why I kept moving forward. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you can engage in these kinds of moves and tell whether or not someone is like uncomfortable, like, oh, they want you to stop. Okay, we we slow down. We stop. You know, Um, I am pretty comfortable with reading those signs and reading chemistry. And so my physical relationships with people tend to move a little bit fast (laughs) Mm -hmm. because of that reason. But that. um that's like one of the first things that I, that I talk about is just like confidence and the ways in which you can interact with someone and help them to feel comfortable with, um, with your interactions. And also you can feel comfortable that they're interested, you know, in Mm -hmm. your attention. So maybe that's my first, that's my first suggestion. (laughs) I like that a lot. I said earlier that when I think about flirting and seduction, I usually think first about like using words to accomplish those ends. 
And one of the ways it looks for me is if I'm interested in somebody, finding something specific to compliment about them. Yes. Like, you know, anybody, they're handsome or they're gorgeous and like, that's good, but really specific compliments can show them that you've been paying attention. Exactly. When I do go for more general compliments, like maybe later down the road, um, I try to tailor them to the sort of compliment that I think the person would enjoy hearing. Mm. Like you can't know that in advance in advance when you're just meeting somebody. That makes sense. But generally like, Whatever the pronouns, um, I like to tailor compliments partly to this sort of energy they're giving off. Yeah, like when you've told me that I'm handsome, it feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I'm a more femme of center man. Um, and I love being told that I'm beautiful mm-hmm. and pretty, that I'm gorgeous. For a lot of us who are genderqueer genders other than the one we were assigned at birth have been a source of shame for us in the past. Mm -hmm. And so to have those praised by somebody trying to get our romantic or sexual attention can be really powerful. Absolutely. And as far as like the specific compliments, I find that you, you can go right one of at least two ways by Praising something that you know they like about themselves, that shows that you value the same things. Um, you take their opinion of themselves seriously. But I feel like you can also do well by praising something that they might be insecure about. Yes. Um, like with the gender thing, like if there's something about themselves that they feel insecure about giving them permission to feel like that part of themselves is beautiful or handsome can be really powerful. You know, a a specific example of that is the way that my wife, uh, like compliments my little booty. (laughs) I've always felt really insecure about the fact that God stopped at my boobs. Like, it's like crazy. Like, <laughs> God just like, boom, we're just going to fill up here, baby. And I just like, <laughs> my siblings got butts. Like, <laughs> come on. And, uh, and she, she always, she's like, I love your little booty. Like, I love your little booty. She calls it little, she calls me little hot pants. <laughs> and, um, it's just like this really sweet, uh, and it's taken a while to get used to like, no, I like, you know what? I like my little booty too. Um, and getting comfortable with that. Like, and that's mm-hmm. because of the way my wife flirts with me, which is a really important point. Just because you're in a committed relationship for multiple years does not mean you stop flirting and you stop seducing your partner. Mm-hmm. You still need to work on that. That's still an important aspect of a growing, thriving relationship. Mm-hmm. You know? I just wanted to side note that for those of us who have been in long-term relationships and have forgotten the importance of 
<laughs> of a good flirt. Yeah, I mean, everybody deserves to feel desired. Mm-hmm. And putting the work to flirt or seduce in a way that your partner or partners find pleasing, it can really help them to feel desired. Yeah, for sure. I think something that I've um I've been reminded of recently, um I uh I met my girlfriend a couple months ago and one of the things that I um did in communications with her was I was very confident in my words. As you said, like you had to use your words, like we aren't, we weren't meeting in person. And so Mm -hmm. I had to use my words a lot. And luckily Mm -hmm. I'm pretty comfortable with that. And I said, you know, I love the way that, um, our energy is connecting right now. Like I, it doesn't happen often that I get this really deep connected energy with someone on this level. And I just want to name that, that this Mm -hmm. feels really good. And there's a risk in that, right? Like there's a risk in kind of putting yourself out there and saying like, Hey, here's this thing that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And also being married and (laughs) like, (laughs) like talking to someone who's not and, and now them being fully aware that I'm poly, but still like, it's, it's a little, it's, it's new for a lot of people sometimes, you Mm -hmm. know, but it started that conversation and, um, there have been many times because I'm more dominant in both of my relationships that like I would say something along the lines of like, this is what like I'm feeling right now. And like, mm-hmm. it's totally me putting myself out there uh-huh. and just like whoo, feeling the wind in my, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> in my arms and just go like, okay, I'm out here. Um, are you with me? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it feels really good when um like you know the other person says like yeah no no i'm here Mm -hmm. and i agree um an example of that is within the first week of us talking um she said to me i started feeling the energy shifting more towards um friendship and i did not want that um, I was open to it, but I didn't want it. And, uh-huh. and, and I, uh, knew she was attracted to me because I knew what our energy was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically said, you know, I know that this is new for you, this kind of experience to be with an AFAB person. And, um, I just want to make sure you realize that like, I'm in this, like, I dig you, like, mm-hmm. Like, this is what I'm feeling towards you is real, true attraction. Um, I think these things are beautiful about you. I'm really intrigued by you for these reasons. And I just want you to know that I'm open to a friendship, but that's not what I want. I want you. Mm. And, whew, man, uh, so glad for the work I've done with my wife to get me to a place where I could so easily say that because honestly, like before my wife, I could maybe not could have said that, you know? (laughs) Um, so after I did, she was very like, um, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I do. I want this too. And it helped encourage her to like trust her gut and, and go in the direction of, um, something that was a little scarier. Mm -hmm. Um, and now we're, we've, we're in a really great relationship. Awesome. And so, um, 
So it, you know, it can be, I think, and even for, I was talking to um, someone uh, recently about the fact that they put themselves out there in a situation and how much it crashed and burned. (laughs) And I was like, they're like, but my gut was wrong and I I wasn't trusting it and just feeling really down on themselves about it. And Mm -hmm. I just said, here's the thing. It takes two to tango. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you should be questioning your gut. I think it was incredibly brave of you to put yourself out there Mm -hmm. and to risk it Mm -hmm. because how can we ever expect to fall in love if we're not willing to fall? And that needs to be an aspect, right? And that Mm -hmm. for me, like, like there's the lightheartedness of flirting and seduction of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring you in. But the fact of the matter is like, I'm not going to put an effort towards someone and flirt and seduce with someone just for my own, like feelings of feeling sexy and, then move on and and away with you you know yeah like that's an investment of energy and time and it is a vulnerable thing but vulnerability is a really strong act Mm -hmm. of bravery yeah it's just like me to go into that deep dive place (laughs) when talking about flirting and seduction i mean how flirting and seduction are usually framed are in the context of relationships that are largely like transactional. Right. Or like hookup. I don't want to use the phrase like hookup culture because it's not wrong to want that to be a part of your uh, a healthy sex life. But flirting with somebody, seducing somebody, it doesn't have to be all about what you're going to get from them. Mm-hmm. It can be mutual. It can be a way of pursuing a relationship that, however long or short it is, might be the relationship of an an evening and then you order them an Uber. (laughs) But a relationship for however long it lasts, it's designed to be mutually beneficial, like mutually respectful. Yeah, I think that's true. And I also, I'm thinking about like, even just in friendships like yours and mine, like we are so flirtatious with each other and it's purely just a way to like love on each other. Like, Uh like there's no purpose of like there, it's really a selfless act. It's like, Mm -hmm. I want you to feel gorgeous and beautiful and sexy. And I know you want me to feel the same way. And we just like, Mm -hmm. we just dish out the, the flirting with each other and the compliments. And I, I love that. I love that. Especially in the queer community. I feel like we do that really well Mm -hmm. with each other. You know, I think it's one of the reasons why um, people will, you know, there's the horrible stereotype of like straight girls and they're like gay best friends. And I think it's because queer people are actually just really good at at like openly loving on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the older, not stereotype because there was some truth to it, but but, you know, back in the day, it used to be that people would kind of tear themselves up and tear each other apart in gay culture a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a much more, as a much healthier balance now of like people just loving on each other and building each other up. Yeah. I think in some ways we're lucky with the queer circles that we're in. Like I think in a lot of places people aren't, 
maybe so lucky with their experience in the queer community. I, I think, think you're that's right. Too bad. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we often have to remind ourselves like where we are. And I think I know you and I both foster within our groups this recipe for like feeling loved, feeling beautiful, mm-hmm. um, feeling seen. Right. Yeah. And um, and so a lot of that comes back to like being flirtatious with our friends, you mm-hmm. know, and even with some of these uh, younger people that we call our queer bees, you know, like yeah. um, still, you know, letting them know that they are um, like, I love to tell our guy friends, like um, you feel my 20%, you know, like I love to joke <laughs> about my 20% with them and, and, um, and make them, make them feel desired um, because it's a special sort of compliment mm-hmm. to have a lesbian compliment assist dude like yeah. it's a special sort of compliment <laughs> <laughs> and and i love that energy mm-hmm. oh yeah i was thinking about like flirting with your friends and you know, some people are in relationships where that would make their partner uncomfortable mm. and partners are allowed to like make whatever boundaries work for them but it's hard for me not to feel like there is something lacking there when it's viewed as cheating to like compliment your friends in a way that makes them feel beautiful or handsome or sexy. Like in our purity culture episode, trigger warning, mm. <laughs> uh, talked about the Billy Graham rule, that sort of rule in evangelicalism where like if you're, uh, man you shouldn't be uh alone with a woman because of the temptation and vice versa yeah and besides like how horribly gender binary that is um it's just also so like such a regressive yeah view of sexuality like my version of the billy graham rule is if I flirt with my friend, I also flirt with his husband. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Yeah. I think in my relationship with, um, with my wife, um, and with my girlfriend, like it's been really healthy to experience like what it looks like to be, um, in a relationship without that sort of unnecessary jealousy. Right. You know, like I remember um, some of that first experience was like me and Erica sitting on a couch watching, you know, some show and us both thinking that a different character was super hot and like thirsting on them hard Mm -hmm. and it being totally chill. Um, And or like us, you know, having um, conversations about our beautiful friends and Mm -hmm. um and like my wife saying, I tap that and be like, me too. <laughs> and just like having that, like, like uh, we had a, um, I have a fun story uh, where a mutual friend of ours was, uh, was reaching out about um, like flirting with a girl and, um, and kind of figuring out like, like, oh, I'm about to send a selfie and it's a little bit sexy and I don't know what to do. <laughs> and, um, and they, you know, 
they reached out to to me for some like uplifting <laughs> and and i was like dude you're the shit like i was just like building them up uh-huh. um but in like a bro way you know <laughs> uh-huh. and then um and i was like send me the pic i'll like I'll, I'll make you feel better and so they sent me the pic and then erica saw it over my shoulder and was just like damn they're looking good like i tapped that i was like can you record that please like recorded it on audio and sent it to them and they were like oh my god erica thank you (laughs) and i was like oh my wife flirting with my friend made them feel really good about themselves i want that always like that feels really good yeah i love that like let go of like for anyone that like feels like jealousy is some sign of loyalty like you are wrong like that is a mess you know like flirting can be a really healthy part of a relationship where it can be unhealthy which i think is important to talk about is when you're doing it in a way to make your partner jealous yeah or instead of clear communication about hurt instead of clear communication about um trying to get their attention in a healthy way instead manipulating their emotions by trying to make them jealous and also manipulating someone else's emotion by utilizing them as a part of that act. Mm-hmm. That's when flirting can be unhealthy. Yeah. And not just trying to make your partner jealous, but also like flirting while not like caring enough that you might be making them jealous. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's the case that your partner shouldn't be as insecure as they are, but if they are feeling insecurity, maybe because of past relationships. That's like, a good point. Yeah. Like we should act with sensitivity towards that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very true. I mean, like I know that from personal experience with Erica, like there have been times where I've just needed to understand like what, what is maybe the trigger, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like sending a sexy photo of myself. Like I sent a sexy photo of myself and My wife was like, why don't I get those sexy photos? And was feeling (laughs) left out, but it was actually deeper than that. And, and I was like, I I didn't understand the depth of it yet. Like I was like, I send sexy Mm -hmm. photos to my friends all the time. It shouldn't matter who I send it to. And like, you get to see sexy photo in person. (laughs) I don't understand. What's your issue? You caught the matinee. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And she's just like, she realized what the the true trigger was and then communicated that to me. And I was like, oh, okay. We can go about this sending sexy photos thing a little bit differently. That makes you feel less triggered, less hurt. But also, can we reframe it? Mm-hmm. Can we reframe it for our context? And we have. We've been able to do that. And it's been a really healthy experience. And now... My wife enjoys getting sexy photos, i.e. literally right before we pressed record on this episode. Um, my wife was um, begging for more of the photos I took this morning after getting out of the shower. So, yeah. Check the Patreon for tears like <laughs> exclusive access to Jess's nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Boobies! <laughs> With a Z. If anyone mm. gets that reference, you're welcome. One thing I was thinking about about flirting with friends while you have a partner, like one thing I love about queer love is being attracted to the same gender genders. Mm-hmm. And like we can check out 
uh, somebody in our visual field, I'm like, look at that ass over there. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have that when I was closeted. Yes. Married to a straight woman. Like, I couldn't tell her, check out that guy's ass. Because <laughs> they would have given away some things. <laughs> but the thing about it is that can actually still happen in a relationship. If both parties feel like enough confidence in their relationship, you know, like in their love for each other, because I'm, I definitely have friends who are bi and maybe they're, um, maybe their partner is bi as well or, or, or not. Mm -hmm. And they feel comfortable enough to be able to say like, damn, like, like, especially if they're both bi cause they're both queer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, damn, look at that. You know, look at that person and then be like, Oh yeah, you're right. You know, like mm -hmm. I get why you tapped that. That's cool. You know, like hearing really, um, hearing guys, straight dudes who are like super confident in their relationship and in their own sexuality, be able to go, yeah, I kind of get that. That dude's kind of, yeah, that, that guy's hot. I get it. You know, uh. it's like so <laughs> awesome. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, also, if I was a straight woman or a bi woman that was attracted to, to that kind of guy, I'd be even more attracted to them because I'd be like, what? Like you're you're affirming my agency <laughs> Ooh, god there's nothing more sexy seduce me more with agency you, know <laughs> you heard it here first listeners <laughs> top tip for flirting affirm their agency it's true <laughs> it can be really powerful yeah i remember when my my wife um when we first started talking about poly things and she said to me, you know, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Like, well, you know, whatever happens, happens. We'll, we'll cross those bridges as they come. I'm not upset with you. I understand. I appreciate that you talked to me about this. And I understand where you're coming from. I swear to God, I jumped her bones right then. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you're so hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Was absolutely turned on by that. And we've had many instances that have been like that. And in the opposite, when someone is feeling like they need to hold on to you tighter, like they're not, um, like they, there's not trust or faith mm -hmm. in that relationship. That's all, that's like something that doesn't feel good and yeah, isn't yeah. attractive, you know? Mm -hmm. Hey, beautiful babes. As we go into our third month of creating fun, sex-positive, hopefully thoughtful queer Christian content, <laughs> we've been absolutely blown away by how many of you have made listening to us a regular part of your week. We're also realizing that we need the support of our community of listeners to continue the work that we're doing. So many people have felt the one thing that we were hoping they would feel because of this podcast, that they're not alone. So if Lavender Mafia has meant something to you, or you realize how much it can mean to so many others, please consider going to patreon.com slash lavmafia, L-A-V-M-A-F-I-A, and make a monthly subscription to help us keep doing this work. Every little bit helps. Thank you. Yeah, I want to get back to like, specific yeah examples like that might help our listeners one of the things that i like to do to do some like visual 
flirting or seduction is to include visual cues, either my presentation or like my behavior that get them thinking about sex. When you said presentation, I literally was thinking of like National Geographic documentaries about animals. (laughs) All of a sudden I saw Jack in the field and heard like a British narrator. Ass up. (laughs) I heard like a British narrator being like, and there's a Jack in the field. (laughs) He's just like at a restaurant, like getting positioned and presenting himself. In their natural habitat. (laughs) Showing potential mates that they are fertile and willing. (laughs) She wants to get it and get it good. (laughs) I wish they would talk like that. I'd watch so many more nature documentaries. (laughs) Oh my God, that kills me. Yeah, so one of the things I like doing... uh, a lot of this refers to the before times. So some of these will be more helpful, like after the apocalypse is over. Sorry about it. <laughs> like I love to wear a harness on a first date, especially mm. one of the ones that are like a little more subtle, maybe without like a, a crossbar across the chest, but just like kind of over the shoulders. Uh, I think I mentioned this in an earlier episode, like, one of the benefits of those is that straight people would just think they're suspenders. Yep. So they don't think you're like dressed inappropriately if you like wear a harness to a restaurant. It's like, yes, thank you for complimenting my suspenders. And like your date is, if your date is a queer person, they're not going to think suspenders. Mm-mm. They're going to think sex. Yep. <laughs> like any way that you can without being gross, like, be smart. Be subtle. If you're an Italian restaurant, order the eggplant parm. <laughs> you're so dumb. <laughs> oh my god! There's gonna be like some Italian restaurant that was like, there is an up, like an upshoot of <laughs> eggplant parmesan ordered, all because of you, Jack. At Olive Garden. Tell him Jack sent you <laughs> for no discount. No at discount all. at all. No, Maybe no. extra breadsticks. No, no discount. If you tell them I sent you, they might upcharge you <laughs> because of how I've differentiated them on this podcast in the past. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Other things. If you're going on a hike, bring along a banana as a snack. <laughs> Show them how much of it you can fit in your mouth. Like, be smart, be subtle, stuff like that. Like, right now, I'm wearing a shirt covered in roses. If I wore this on a date, it would advertise to my date that I want them to cause my rectum to prolapse. Oh, my God. (laughs) I would say... I think some of my go-tos are definitely touch. Like, mm-hmm. like I think there as a as a woman, or um, I have a little bit more like subtlety for being able to figure out like if they if they're they're into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like women tend to be a little bit more physical with each other um, in a platonic way as well as you know um, a romantic way. Mm-hmm. So there's a way to kind of figure out in a friendship, whether or not something could go in a different direction. 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, some of the ways of like traversing purity culture and not being out and like figuring out <laughs> how do I figure right. out if you're actually feeling the same chemistry I am. Um, but yeah, like one of my favorite things to do is to put my hand on like the small of a girl's back um, mm-hmm. and like kind of slide it off to the side and give a little gentle squeeze on their side um, and kind of feel how their body reacts to that. Mm. Um, We're already in a place of like, this isn't like a new relationship. Don't go touching people that you've never met um, or you're meeting for the first time in that way. But like, just like, is this something that you're going to enjoy in a way that is, cause there's a platonic reaction, which is like more of a, I would say like, like, you're being silly. Stop. Like, right. stop me. Um, and then there's more of like a, I'm turned on. And also, stop. You're being silly. Like, <laughs> don't, don't stop. Cut it out. Okay, stop. No, don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's definitely more of, of a little give and take on that regard. Um, I know, like, with my wife, um, after our second date, I had already kind of told her that, I didn't think that kissing was like a big part of like what I do first Mm -hmm. um, because that's what I just thought because I had previous had relationships with people that were within this like umbrella of purity culture. And um, so we had to be physical before we were um, intimate in a way that made sense in dating. And, um, and so that's the way I thought that I was. And um, we ended up, having a kiss on the second date and I just kind of went for it. And, um, Mm -hmm. when we were driving home, it was like an hour long drive and I was like awkwardly like (laughs) gripping the steering wheel. (laughs) And I just kind of reached over and put my hand on her thigh and then, and then, and like felt fire like in my hand, like, like she is definitely into this. Like her whole, I felt her entire body go, whoo, and I was like, all right, <laughs> game on. <laughs> and just like started to kind of like slide my my hand just slightly on her inner thigh and and then continued to um, do as her thigh wanted me to. And uh, <laughs> and it was it was fantastic. So I definitely um I don't know, touch is a big part of my way of like kind of getting into seduction. Mm-hmm. And, and in my relationship with my girlfriend, I haven't been able to do that because um, we are long distance. And right. that's been really interesting and hard to be like, <laughs> okay, um, you know, I can't feel you, but my energy, I can feel her energy. Um I've talked about in previous episodes about me being really sensitive to energy. Mm-hmm. And so like if you're a pandemic is a perfect example of, of this kind of conversation because so many people are having to get close and feel connection through FaceTime or through, you know, the phone right. to figure out, is this worth me risking my life to be actually physically interacting with right. you? Ooh. <laughs> oh, good. That's real. <laughs> Like, should I take two weeks to quarantine myself completely from no one else just so that I could potentially hook up with you? Or, like, is this worth it? And I think, like, in that situation, you know, like, having having the words to be able to say, like, God, I wish my lips were touching your lips. Mm-hmm. 
and then doing as I just did, like slightly, you know, opening my mouth and licking my lips on video is a great way of visually showing (laughs) (laughs) and also telling them, this is what I want. I want you. Mm -hmm. And seeing how they react. Like, like I feel like there's so many ways that we can communicate our intention. It's just that a lot of times that communication feels really risky. And so we shy away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's scary. It's scary to put yourself out there to, yeah. like I, we had a, a friend um, talking to us about how they were trying to put out feelers and trying to see like if, if the, the person they were talking to was, interested in um engaging in some level of sexting and it was like (laughs) it was like you know you might have to put yourself out there and just do it (laughs) like you it might not be a situation where you're trying to get them to start like you might have to be the one to just risk it Mm -hmm. and go for it and loving your neighbor as yourself by sending the first sext yes (laughs) amen (laughs) And I think that the the thing that people struggle with and and our friend mentioned this was just like this desire to be respectful of the Mm -hmm. other person and um, engage in consent, you know. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that I talked about was kind of an example of how when you don't have physical interaction with someone, how you can engage in consent And one of those things is by asking, just straight up asking. Like, so I took a pic earlier and it's kind of sexy. I'm listening. (laughs) And I was just curious if you might want to see it. That feels risky and it feels hard, right? Yeah. But it's like, that's the only way you're going to get a response of like, yeah, Actually, I think I'd like to see that. And I think sometimes that's a really good thing to do with friends too. Cause mm-hmm. like I've had friends who I'm a little bit more flirty with who we have chemistry, but we're just fl- friends mm-hmm. and you never know what someone's trigger is. Right. Right. And like what their boundaries are. So like being like, like you want your friend to see how sexy you are and you want to get that love back and be like, if it's your first time engaging in that kind of encounter with them, then maybe it is good to say, Hey, so I took a sexy pic earlier and um of my boobs and I'm feeling really good about it. Like you want to see? It's a good first step. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's just talking about a picture, but like there are, there are subtler ways to go about flirting that involved emojis, <laughs> like ways of just kind of like going in that direction and seeing how they they feel. Um it's hard for me to break these things down cuz I it comes pretty natural for me. So mm-hmm. I'm trying <laughs> to help because I want people to like be able to like trust their gut and like go for it. And like, and like, yeah, it means you might, you're going to get hurt and there's going to be some, some disappointments, but it's worth the successes. I promise. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, friend of mine a uh, few months back asked if he could DM me uh not safe for work picture and i said sure and he sent me like a a cartoon that was sexual in nature and he managed to be kind of flirty and i responded by like 
that's not a picture of your penis. <laughs> and he said, you want one? And I said, okay. So he sent one. And then he asked for one in return. And I didn't have to send one in return. Consent is important. Mm-hmm. But I did. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that too with friends. And it feels really good to have a friend respect your boundaries mm-hmm. in a friendship. And also say like, you're beautiful to me even though i'm not thirsting on you mm-hmm. like i want to see you too send me some of that right and it's like that feels really good yeah and maybe sometimes you're thirsting after maybe a them little, little thirst like maybe you don't want anything to happen yeah. but like yeah. you think they're hot they think you're hot yeah send some nudes <laughs> i mean one of the things that's difficult about flirting and seduction is that a lot of the asking for and giving consent is kind of implicit mm-hmm, at first. Mm-hmm. Like it's always best to get like explicit consent, but it might be weird to ask for explicit consent to like put your hand on the small of someone's back or maybe not. I think it would be weird, but when you're first meeting, I think that's for sure. Like I would say an example, I, I'm often thinking in situations where I've already established a relationship because I need to read and understand. Like for me, I'm a very emotionally attracted to a person mm-hmm. kind of person. Yeah. So like I've developed a relationship with you that has made me feel like attracted to you most mm-hmm. of the time. So that's why that level of connection feels appropriate at that point. Some yeah. people not so like you'd be down with just like, going for it and there's there's methods with that as well um but i was just thinking about earlier my um my wife and my girlfriend and i are on a group chat and i took those pics earlier and um i was waiting for the thumbs up to send them all day Mm -hmm. and it was because there was like a lot going on and also i wanted enthusiastic consent from both and at one point um my wife said, well, I think it's, I think it's up to her. Like I'm down. I can't wait. Hello. Come on, hurry up. <laughs> and, um, and I said, okay, we got a thumbs up from one. I need enthusiastic consent from all, you know? <laughs> and, and we're in committed relationships, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like you can, you still need it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For some of those circumstances when it, it feels like consent could go either way, like implicit or explicit, like, Flirting and seduction are more of an art than a science. Like a lot of the contexts that I met people for the first time and were like hookup apps. Mm-hmm. And so like if you meet somebody from one of those, like usually, not always, but usually there's some degree of interest expressed just by meeting right there. But again, like don't be gross. Like even if you met on Grindr, mm-hmm. like don't be gross. Like, Start small, see how like small sort of gestures of flirtation are received. Like if you're not sure about the vibe you're getting, probably they're not into you. Not Mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. Maybe like 90% of the time though. Yeah. I think it's hard though for like our listeners sometimes, queer Christian peeps, is like sometimes we put out friend vibes. Like I was talking to a mutual friend of ours um, a couple weeks ago about how they got so practiced in hiding their interest Mm -hmm. and their chemistry, their um, 
with some with their friends who um, because they were in unaffirming communities for so long that mm -hmm. it was hard for them to turn that off when they're trying to express interest in someone they're actually interested in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, I never thought about that. That's such a good point that like yeah. sometimes we struggle with like like my girlfriend did with like letting herself go down a path of like, oh, this is how I treat women. Like, even though I'm interested in women, that's how I treat women. I let them go into the friend zone mm -hmm. because that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. And it's not even conscious. It's not even a, 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 it's not even a conscientious thing that we're doing. It's like a subconscious thing that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something to definitely be acknowledged that like, sometimes we can put that out. Like we think that we're trying to show interest instead. We're just making, we're just going to their book club. Um, <laughs> You right. know, <laughs> or, um, or consistently asking for coffee feels more like a friend date instead of like, can we go to dinner? Like there's little yeah. things like that, that like, that sometimes we have to be more explicit about like our own interest mm -hmm. in someone to say like, no, I'm really, I'm really digging on you right now. Um, or to ask for explicit, like, are you into this? And it's okay if you're not like, if you're mm -hmm. not into this, I absolutely want to stay friends. Like, let's be friends. Yeah. But also, could it be possible that you're interested in me too? It's the only way we know sometimes people like, especially in our queer Christian worlds, because we're all undoing shit. Yeah. And it can be so difficult, but I promise it gets easier with practice. Yes. As a recovering hoe, <laughs> with lots of practice, and definitely has gotten easier. <laughs> I love that. I feel like we can't do an episode about flirting and seduction without talking about our favorite pickup lines. Oh my god! Like I know it's not everybody's jam. In this dating app centric world, sometimes you only have a couple lines to grab somebody's interest. Mm. Pickup lines are more important now than in the history of the world. <laughs> There's so much truth to that. <laughs> My wife loves to use pickup lines on me just to make me turn beet red. <laughs> awesome. Like she aggressively flirts with me. I don't know how I haven't brought this up yet when we're talking about flirting. She loves to aggressively flirt with me. And part of that is being like, did it hurt? And I'm like, no. Like the cheesiest line you could think of. Did it hurt? And like hardcore eye contact, right? And I'm just like, no, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> when you fell. And I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> I'm just like, don't say it, please. And I'm beat red. Like, oh, man. Because I'm so used to being the one that dishes out the flirting. So From heaven. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a classic pickup line but classic. you're telling the other person they're a demon <laughs> i mean come on people this is the best we can come up with i mean like i would take it as a compliment but not everybody would not everybody your mileage may vary <laughs> so what about you what are your favorite you you got to come up with because i have been out of at least the classic dating app world for seven years Rub it in. <laughs> Salt in the wound. <laughs> I won't always use a pickup line, but I like to use them sometimes just to like 
really strongly brand the interaction like right from the jump. Like, I'm funny, sexy, weird. And that's your, what you're going to get from like an opening message mm-hmm. from me. Mm-hmm. And so one of my favorite ones is uh, Silence of the Lambs reference. If I were Buffalo Bill, you'd be my favorite outfit. <laughs> oh my god, that does more than just say that you're you're funny, sexy. What was the last one? Weird. Funny, sexy, weird. That's like I'm a true crime fan. I love horror. Like it's like giving you more than that. Yeah, from their reaction, I know if they know Silence of Lambs, <laughs> at least on a cursory level. Um, I let them know that I think that they're visually appealing and that given the chance, I would make a skin suit out of them. Right. And I get to gauge their reaction based on that. Because like, if that turns somebody off, they're just not for me. <laughs> because like, I'm always going to say weird shit like that. Yes. A hundred percent. I love that about myself and I'll never change. Yes. <laughs> I love that about you too. I'm like sitting here going like, that's one of the things that I love about being around you. <laughs> Goes back to queer confidence, right? Like, like everybody, I face temptation now and again to like change in little or big ways how I present myself mm. to appeal to somebody that I want to be appealing to. Mm-hmm. But I've just found that that's a losing game. Mm-hmm. Like, for me to hide the fact that I'm like a freak or that I'm like gender non-conforming, eventually they're going to learn that about me. And I'd rather be rejected on the front end. Like if somebody doesn't like something that's really important about me, then I know they're not worth my time. And like uh, the fleet's going to come in tomorrow as well. It's got to wait around the pier. Wow. Um, I think for me, I tend to be one of those people that like tries to find a genuine way to connect with someone right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And that is probably my style of pickup line. Like not to use an actual pickup line. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what I said to my wife to get her attention. Um, but I do remember the pictures that she had posted and, um, I probably said something about her eyes being beautiful. If I was going to compliment something specific about her, Mm -hmm. um, or depending on how much detail she put in her bio, I definitely probably asked a question. Like I tend to like to give a compliment, relate, and then ask a question. Like that's my, that's my style of, Uh Kind of like engaging. I suck at remembering pickup lines, so I'd probably fuck up every single one that I would try. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I know like uh, the more recent uh, relationship uh, example that I can think of is um, my girlfriend, something about um, we met on a Zoom call, a uh, conference call, and uh, and she said something that intrigued me. And then I... Um, saw it as an in and I asked her where she was located mm-hmm. and uh, she accidentally responded to the whole group and um, <laughs> uh, <whoops. laughs> 
<laughs> and then I was like, I was like, oh, hey, um, what's your name on Instagram? I'll look you up and I'll message you there. Mm-hmm. And I just saw it as an opportunity to have a more one-on-one conversation. And I took it. Awesome. <laughs> and, uh, and she saw it as an opportunity not to like fall on top of herself in front of everyone again. <laughs> and, um, and also, man, I don't know how I didn't mention this. It is fucking fun to watch the other person react to your flirts with Mm -hmm. them live, (laughs) like over messenger (laughs) and have Uh them just be like, like sheepishly, like, or, or excitedly grab their phone and like smile when they're reading your message. And like, Mm -hmm. "Ah, that's the best, totally a pandemic thing, but that is the best. Yeah. Yeah. A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. I was just thinking of like the first few days when August and I were messaging, like we met on Tinder and we clicked like right away. So right away we were talking about like deep things, traumas, stuff like that. And so I mentioned that I had had cancer before. Um, and it was a, cancer of the salivary gland and i told him i don't know if it's affected like how much saliva i can put out but maybe you could help me test that (laughs) dude yes really that is the most nerdy fucking i will talk about cancer flip it around to like making out she went there Oh, that's so on brand. (laughs) That is so on brand. I love it. That's so, I think that's one of the things you and I have in common is that we, we will dive deep Mm -hmm. and then just flip it in a second with something light and, um, and even sexy as a way of like a relief to that conversation while, while also saying, I just gave you something vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Like, I like doing that. I like giving people vulnerable things about me as a way of helping them feel safe to open up and be honest. And I like to use humor as a defense mechanism to quickly retreat from that. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I think that's the content that our listeners have come to expect. It's why it's not just our moms listening. And it's probably why our moms stopped listening a while ago. Yeah. If they were listening at any point, I don't even know if my mom knows I have a podcast. Um. (laughs) I don't know if my mom knows how to work a computer. (laughs) Good. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I love the subject of flirting and seduction and I love the potential to help our listeners like take a step, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you have taken a step and it's worked out for you or you've fallen flat on your face, we want to hear those stories. So Absolutely. please reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at LavMafia, L-A-V-M-A-F-I-A. Um, I definitely need to hear these stories. I want to hear them too. And if Lavender Mafia has meant something to you, I hope you'll consider going over to patreon.com slash lavmafia and helping us keep producing this sort of funny, sexy, weird, sex positive, <laughs> queer Christian content. Yes. And look on there soon for rewards for backers. Amazing. Well, beautiful babes, be fierce, keep the faith. And don't fuck it up. Our amazing music is written and produced by Evan Coles of Springwood Productions. 
Speaking of Springwood, I just want to thank them for recording, mixing, and producing our audio. Without them, this podcast wouldn't be happening. Springwood is made up of passionate creatives who are really easy to work with and professional, and they really know their stuff. So if you need anything like video or audio production, or they can really do anything to help your music or business. Like they got me Taco Bell one time, for God's sake. So go check them out at springwoodproductions.com. 